Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to another episode of Steelers Stat Geek. This is a very special Thanksgiving episode. That's right. It's Thursday morning, November 25th. We are, we are Thanksgiving in the United States. We are exactly one month away from Christmas. It's a crazy time of year, and it still feels like it was just the other day that I couldn't believe the Steelers were playing a preseason game. I'm sorry. I just can't get over that. This is what happens when you're spending time with your nerds of steel continuing to roll through the season. It goes by fast. To me, it really has seemed like it's gone by fast. I can't believe the Steelers have already played 10 games in the regular season. 10 games. Uh, The nice thing about playing 10 games, it makes figuring out their averages very easy. (laughs) All I got to do is move a decimal point. So uh, we're going to go ahead and dive in here. We'll see how long we we talk. I know it's Thanksgiving morning. I'm not so naive to believe that the nerds of steel are that loyal that you're actually listening to this on Thanksgiving. I know if I was you all, I wouldn't listen to it on Thanksgiving. You might be listening to it the day after or even after that, but uh, it's still all relevant. We're going to roll through some numbers, going to talk about the last game. We're going to look forward to the next game and just kind of see um, where it, where the Pittsburgh Steelers are going. So, I mean, it was... <sighs> This the game on Sunday night, it really was it was emotional. And and here's why I, I say that. Because I didn't expect the Steelers to win the game. I mean, I'm I'm making no efforts about hiding the fact I did not pick them to win the game. Now, some people are like, how could you ever pick against the Steelers? I'm sorry. I understand. I know you all love Jeff Hartman. I know the rider, the rider die crew is loyal. I'm a part of it. And I understand where Jeff comes from, that he thinks the Steelers could win every week. I, I get that. But I also wanted to look at it as, are they going to, and it, is there something else at work that puts the Steelers in a tough spot where they won't win. Just because I think that they're not going to win doesn't mean that I think they can't win. I honestly and truly believe the Pittsburgh Steelers could beat any NFL team on a given day and that it's more to do with the Steelers than than what I feel it is to do with their opponent. Now, of course, if their opponent just has one of those days where where they can't be stopped, that makes it even more difficult. But I said this on the Steelers preview, which is quite odd because the Steelers preview was already recorded. We went live on Wednesday night because of it being Thanksgiving. It's actually going to be published. I don't know which one was first, this one or that one, but I'm going to be around the same time. So you might not even listen to the Steelers preview yet if you like to check out all of our podcasts. But something that I said there is you never know which Pittsburgh Steelers team you're going to get. Are you going to get that defense that just shows up and smothers? I mean, I still look at that defense in week one against Buffalo. Now, I, I know there's still, it can't be the same defense because like Tyson Alawalu is, is is injured and by all indications out for the season. I don't know that they've made that official that he's it's season. They're, they're not going to shut the door on him if they have, because they don't have to, but still, I'm not expecting someone like that back. Um, and of course, you know, Melvin Ingram's not a part of it anymore as he was part of that outside linebacker rotation and and things like that. But that defense, I mean, what they did against the Buffalo Bills, who, I mean, granted, they've had some hiccups along the way, but they've shown that they're a, a solid NFL team. That's where guys were flying to the ball and making huge plays. You just don't see that 
week in and week out. And I know some people are like, well, wasn't that an indication of coaching? No, it's not the indication of coaching. Okay. I'm not saying that the coaching is not a factor at all, but some people feel that that's the only factor. And I'm like, if that's the case, chances are you've never held the clipboard. You've never looked at the play sheet and you've never had the whistle around your neck. All right. Because there are going to be times when the players, guess what? Shocking news, Steelers nation. The coaches don't step on the field when the ball was snapped. Ultimately, it's going to come down to the players on the field and what they have to do. The coaches can prepare. They can do what they can do. And Mike Tomlin even admitted in this press conference on Tuesday that they sh- they should have tried to go with something else on defense. Um, I understand what they were doing. They're trying to get a bunch of guys up to speed. They're going to get much more playing time than normal. And they decided, hey, let's see if we can get by just doing what we do and not messing it up too much. Well, obviously – they didn't. They gave up 41 points, you know, and none of them was off a turnover or anything like that. They gave up 41 points. So obviously that didn't work. But so it's easy to say now, man, if we maybe we should have taken chances and tried to do something else to confuse them or whatnot. That's a great idea. I wish they would have done that. I wish they could have. I wish they could have done that in game. But I think with the players and what they had prepared them to do, they felt that that was going to be more risk than reward, which I can also understand that as well. But Coach Tom was almost like, I wish we would have prepared for that more because obviously just going with the status quo didn't work. And, but if you, but if you go in with that game plan and you're trying to do something different, something special, something to catch them off guard, and that definitely doesn't work, then you would have said, oh, I wish we would have just stuck with the status quo. Because it's it's really easy to say when it doesn't work. But it didn't work, and unfortunately, I, I think the biggest problem is, from my personal opinion from the game last Sunday night, is they were missing too many key defensive pieces to to make major adjustments. See if that makes sense. They were missing too many key pieces to make major in-game adjustments, and they really needed some something different. I mean, it's a catch-22. You, you send four guys to try to help your young secondary. I mean, Cam Sutton was the most senior guy in that secondary. Cam Sutton, he was the veteran. Wow. Okay. That was their secondary. So you're trying to help those guys out by giving, by not taking anybody away from them and giving them more responsibility, but then your front four isn't getting home and isn't containing the quarterback in the pocket. So then if you send another guy there, uh Oh, next thing you know, what's going to happen with the, in, in the secondary, it was just, it was just the way it all came together was really rough for the defense. And my goodness, the offense still almost came back and pulled it off. If it wasn't for, I mean, they surrendered three sacks and two of them were on the first two plays of the last drive and just ended it for them. So let, let's dive specifically into numbers. I, ju- I just did with the sacks there. The Steelers gave up three sacks, but two of them were on the last the last drive in the first two plays. They were faced with third and third and 29, had an offside penalty. So it was third and 32, didn't complete the pass. And then it was fourth and 32. So they try to run the hook and ladder and don't even complete the first pass of it. Um, which which was frustrating. And I know some people who didn't understand what the Steelers were doing on that last play, saying, how can you only throw the ball that far downfield when it's fourth and 23? It was a trick play. 
It was a trick play. And when you run a trick play, it's the second part of the play that you're the most worried about if it's going to work. And the first part didn't even work. I think they kind of got ahead of themselves. Um, But that's just what it was. The Steelers, I mean, they were plus one in turnover margin. The offense didn't turn the ball over. The closest thing they had to a turnover was a failed fourth and goal from the two. I know a lot of people didn't like the play calling there on that particular play. I didn't like the play call on third down. I didn't like the play call on third down if you're going to go for it on fourth. Why not if you're if you're if you're third and two? If you're going to pass the ball unless unless it's a sack, if you're going to pass the ball, you're going to be left with fourth and two or an incompletion assuming you well you never know what the Steelers, they might be throwing it behind the line of scrimmage. But if you understand what I'm saying, if, if you're throwing it into the end zone, then you're going to be left with either fourth and two or a touchdown. I, if you know you're going to go for it on fourth, I would run the ball. You know, because they, they might not have been ready for the run as much because they were they were really set up for the pass. You know, run the ball there. Then it, let's say you lose a yard. Then it's easy. You kick the field goal. Um, let's say you gain one yard. Then you're looking at fourth and one, and you're and the runs in play, and they have to sell out for the run as well. So therefore, the pass could have been more open either way. You wanted to go for it on fourth down, or what do you know? You might have actually ran it for two yards and got the touchdown. So that's just me um, looking at it, but that's also you know hindsight. Uh, but the Steelers, oh my goodness, they gave up 41 points, 533 yards of offense, 90 yards rushing to a quarterback. To a quarterback, to, to Justin Herbert, who is not known for being a huge rushing quarterback. Um, it was the second most tied for second most yards rushing by a quarterback that the Steelers have given up since the merger. You'd have to go back to like, I think it was 66 or 67 before uh there was someone that was even that it was even more. But the the most was to Terrell Pryor against the Raiders in 2013. He went over 100 with 106, but a lot of that was that one huge touchdown run that he – I can't even remember how long it is because I've tried to forget that play so many times. Um, and then the other one was against Steve McNair when it was actually the Tennessee Oilers. Those I think it was four seasons they were in Tennessee, but still the Oilers um, in the 90s. This one was in 97. Um, that He had 90 yards rushing. But what's even worse was Justin Herbert really had second all to himself because he had 93 yards on six rushes until he had three kneel downs at the end of the game. So that was, you know, a little bit disheartening the way all that played out. So, but, you know, it uh, they got to do better at that. I don't think that was a part of the game they were anticipating. The Steelers did not rush the ball well. The, the Chargers were giving up 155 yards per game, and the Steelers only rushed for 55 yards. Now, when you're down and you can't stop the other team at all, obviously you can't just sit back and run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. And I even know... Twitter can be so exhausting. And sometimes during the games, I even have it. I don't, I'm sorry if you follow me on Twitter um, or, or want me to follow you on Twitter. I don't look at a general news feed. I have it very specific where I'm only trying to follow things that are covering the Steelers to get my Steelers news and not be distracted by the things. But then of course, when I tweet something and then people, you know, respond, I get the notifications and and everything like that. So sometimes I'm like, I'm staying away from all the, all the craziness of Steelers Twitter during the game 
part of me almost wants to not even tweet because then I don't have replies because, you know, just com- complaining about this and that. And they're like, why are the Steelers throwing the ball deep? They need to run the ball. Well, you know what? You can't just line up and run the ball every play because you know what the team's going to do? They're going to send 11 guys at you. You know, what do you know? Even if it doesn't connect, sometimes a deep ball does a lot for your defense, even without completing it or if there's no penalty you know some people they just want to do it to get a penalty but at least what you can do is open up the defense a little bit that might give you the ability to run the ball on other plays so you've got to take all that into consideration from someone who's called you know who was the last two years I was coaching was an offensive coordinator sometimes you got to run a play to set up the next play oh I remember There's a play, you know, we run to the strong side, run to the strong side, run to the strong side. And then I have a, I had a play that if everything was set up right with the defense, it was, it was perfect to bust a huge play, running it back to the weak side. And I would run those strong side plays and run that strong side play. And as soon as I'd see the defense adjust over to it, boom, I'd bring back the other one. And do you know how many times we took that play and busted it for a touchdown? several and not even just touchdown a lot of times just big gainers like 25 or more yards or just going for a touchdown even when I was the defensive coordinator several years before that I would look for that with the blocking and that was even a specific play I'd say to the coach hey I'll let you know when we're set up to run this and it'll work and he couldn't believe it I'm like oh run it right now and he'd run it and boom touchdown he's like how did you know that I'm like I tried to get the defense to adjust to everything else we were doing. Sometimes that's what you have to do. I can't, I couldn't run that play. I couldn't run that play to the weak side when, until I set it up. That's just, that, that that's just how football and the X's and O's of it works. So um, just a real quick to finish summing up the, the game. I know I'm, I, I, Almost sound a little bit worked up with everything. Uh, some frustrating stuff. I mean, the the Steelers didn't didn't force a punt till the fourth quarter, and but I do have to say this: at least they blocked it. Um, the Chargers converted fifty eight percent of the third downs, and that even includes the kneel down at the end. So it would have been even worse. Um, Herbert was he was he had a seventy three percent completion rate. Um, with his passes, I think he was 30 for 41 for, I mean, 382 yards. I mean, 533 total, um, that it just, the biggest thing is the Steelers didn't get the win. That's the biggest number. And another one that I'm, that I I hate to keep saying this, but it's true. It's true. So I have to keep saying it is that the Steelers have lost their last seven games in which Joe Hayden did not play when Joe Hayden misses the game. The last seven games they've lost. You've got to go back, I think, 2016 until there was a game that Joe Hayden missed and the Steelers won. I mean, it's been a long time. So now I I also feel that, and this was something that I was asked on the Steelers preview, that if you look at TJ Watt, Mika Fitzpatrick, Joe Hayden, who do you want back the most? And, you know, and who's, if one, one of those guys was going to miss another week, who was the most likely? I'm like, even with that bad stat, the, the thing about Joe Hayden is at least James Pierre, to me, out of all the backups for those three players, is the one that's done the best so far. So um, it's a, if Joe Hayden doesn't play this week, it's not that there's no hope. It's just that is just a, that's a number. It's what the numbers say. It's an interesting number. So we're going to go ahead and roll into our break. And when we come back, we're going to look at 
how the Pittsburgh Steelers under Mike Tomlin have responded in games where they gave up 500 yards of offense and 40 points and things like that. What do they do the next game following that? How do they respond? So we'll do that and we'll look at our typical uh, breakdown, the, the two opponents and how they rank uh, going into this week. So um, right after this commercial, we'll be right back. Steeler fans, welcome back to this special Thanksgiving edition of Steeler Stat Geek. This is Behind the Steel Curtain editor Dave Schofield with you. My nerds of Steel are here. Like I say, it's all right if you're not listening on Thanksgiving. It's okay if you listen late. Hey, hit me up on Twitter. Tell me, tell me when you listen to the show this week. Just uh just so I know. I mean, you don't you don't have to, especially if you follow me on Twitter, please do that. And if you don't follow me on Twitter, it's STLR Superfandad. That is my Twitter handle. So, um, and if you don't do social media, you know what? I can't blame you there. I, I, I get it. I totally get it. So let's go into this. Let's look at what's happened in the past when the Steelers have given up a lot of points the week before. Now, some of these games, I, I have to admit, it's because the offense gave up some points. This one, not so much. I mean, not, not even not so much, not at all okay the the offense didn't have any turnovers the the chargers didn't score any defensive touchdowns or even special teams touchdowns so that it, it really was on late at the foot of the defense in this case but not all these are that ex, that same example but i just wanted to do that when i looked at games there's only one game not counting the playoffs, that the Steelers gave up both more than 40 points and more than 500 yards in offense under Mike Tomlin. So I'm going back to 2007. There's only one game. Now there's multiple games where they gave up the 40 points. They just didn't give up over 500 yards. And I'm going to tell you, I had to throw out the playoff games. And you're like, well, Dave, is that really fair? I'm like, I had to. You know why I had to throw them out? Because if we're looking at the next game the Steelers play, I am not going to look at week one of the next season because they lost in the playoffs. They were out. That's not a bounce back. I want to see how the Steelers are going to bounce back. So they, they just, they, they flat up don't fit the criteria. So that's why we had to throw them out because the, the Steelers gave up more than 40 points against the Browns last year. They gave up more than 40 points against the Jaguars in 2017. Well, the game was in 2018, but the 2017 season. So that's just how, that's just how it's got to be. And there's only three games. In under Mike Tomlin, in which the Steelers gave up more than 40 points and then had a game. I didn't even look and see if there was a bye week in between. I didn't even care about that. I just looked at the next game that they had on the schedule. And I'm pretty sure with none of these it, the, that it was the bye week. Uh, one, two, three. I can tell you right now, none of them were the bye week. So let's dive into it. We got to go all the way back to the 2013 season. Um so, there, so through 2007 all the way up to 2013, the Steelers never gave up 
40 points. Um, I don't think they did at all, let alone that they had a they they followed up with a game. So it came in 2013, and if you remember that, that was the infamous 0-4 start for the Steelers. Um, this was in the midst of that. This was in week three, and the Steelers lost at home to the Chicago Bears 40 to 23, which I do believe was the last game attended by one Jeff Hartman. Um, I know that was when he was the fan of the week and went to a game. Maybe he went to another one since then, but I know that was the one he was the fan of the week. But in that game, what was tough, the Steelers gave up two defensive touchdowns. So that's how they got the 40 points. So really it would have just been 26, but we're going with the 40. They lost to Chicago 40 to 23. The next game, they lost in you in Houston. What am I saying? In London to the Minnesota Vikings, who were both the Steelers and Vikings were both 0-3 going into that game. And the Vikings won that game 34 to 27. Now, the thing that's interesting was is I actually use this as my trivia on the Steelers preview. That is the only time under Mike Tomlin where the Steelers have given up 30 points. In back-to-back games. Only time. Hasn't happened any any other time. When you're saying in the same season, because technically the Steelers gave up more than 30 points in um, the last time they were in the Super Bowl against Green Bay, and then in week one of the next season they gave up more than 30 points to the Ravens. Um, that, That doesn't count. That's not what we're talking about. So this was the only time that in back to back games the Steelers gave up 30 points. So remember that going into this one against Cincinnati. That, that's just one that I want to throw out there. So if the Steelers offense can put up 30 points, they might be in pretty good shape because they haven't given up back-to-back games. But, you know, history, it's fun to look at, but really when you step out on the field, all that goes away. Um, this also happened another time in the 2013 season where the Steelers gave up more than 40 points. And that was the game that they also gave up more than 500 yards that one game. And it was week nine against the infamous New England Patriots. The Steelers lost 55 to 31, 55 to 31. Let's not look at that game. Let's forget about that. But the next week, the Steelers turned around and beat the Buffalo Bills, who granted were only three and six going into the game by a score of 23 to 10, 23 to 10. Now, so they had a much better defensive output the next week. Not only that, Buffalo scored their touchdown with three seconds left in the game. So the Steelers almost held them to three points. They scored with three seconds left in the game. So needless to say, after giving up the back-to-back 30-point games, they gave up 40 and then 34 earlier in the season, the Steelers did not you know, kind of learned that. Came back with a really strong defensive performance the next week. So the only other game in which the Steelers have given up 40 or more points was in 2018 in week two to the Kansas City Chiefs, which ironically was also, um, I didn't say the score, it's 42-37. I don't think I said that. What, what's crazy is that was also a game where the Steelers gave up that many points and had no turnovers, which they also did this past week. Um, which usually you give up that many points is because you had some turnovers and stuff. So the Steelers did that against Kansas City in um, in, in in week three. No, sorry, in week two. 
and then turned around in week three and had to take on an undefeated, granted it was only 2-0, and Tampa Bay Buccaneers team on Monday Night Football, the infamous stiff arm game um, by Vance McDonald. And they they won that game 30-27. to So granted, they still gave up 27 points. It was still, that was actually pretty good if you think back at the time because of what Tampa's offense was doing at that point of the season. They were like, it seemed like they were unstoppable. Um, so, and the Steelers actually holding them to 27 was kind of a big deal. So there's not a big sample size, but I really want to see what the Steelers do this week to add to that sample size to know for the future is, Hey, how was the defense going to respond to having a game where you gave up 500 yards and 41 points? How, how are they going to step up the next week? And I don't, and honestly, I'd still want to know what the strictly from a data standpoint, trust me, this is not the kind of game I want to watch as a Steelers fan, but from a data standpoint, I'd be interested to see how they would fare without the same, with the same three major players missing just to see if the defense itself in general stepped up. Now as a fan, I don't want to see that. I want those players back. I, I do. I want all three of them back. I'd even take two out of three, you know, two out of three ain't bad. Um, but really, Three out of three. And I know a lot of people are saying, oh, the Steelers depend so much on their superstars. This was something my brother and I talked about um, on the Scobro show. And I'm like, you can't complain that the Steelers depend too much on their superstars. Where, where not long ago you were complaining that the Steelers wasted their talent. Because if you if – you, so what are they supposed to do? Not depend on their superstars? That is the definition of wasting their talent. I mean, I'm sorry, if you have TJ Watt, you want TJ Watt to play the way TJ Watt plays. And the fact that you don't have somebody else that can step right in and do what TJ Watt does isn't an indictment to you not, not having a plan of what to do. I mean, you, you shape your plan around the players that you have. And people say, oh, well, the scheme only works if, if, if Butler has so many great players, you know what? Use your great players. Use your great players. Now, would you like them to come up with a better scheme or a better plan when those great players aren't around? Absolutely. And I would have given the Steelers defense more of a break if those injuries would have happened in game. If those three players, though, granted, Minka wasn't an injury, it was a COVID related issue. If those three players were available to start and then weren't available at some point in the game, that I understand more because you had your game plan. But that's why Coach Tallman said, you know, maybe we should have we should have come at this with a different approach. So let's roll into this matchup against the Cincinnati Bengals. Let's let's look at this because honestly, I made my pick on the Steelers preview and I picked the Steelers to win. I said, you know, after that loss in in I keep wanting to say San Diego. Because there's I've said it so many times. There's still the San Diego Chargers that just play in LA. Sorry. Um after after that loss in Los Angeles, I'm I'm saying that the Steelers are going to come back and we're going to see the really good Pittsburgh Steelers for most of the game um, against Cincinnati. You're not going to see that team that things don't go right. I just it's just the gut feeling that I have, and I picked them to win. But then I go back and I look at these numbers, and honestly, this matchup does not favor the Steelers very well. All right, so let's look at the offenses. When you look at the offenses, if you look at total offense, which is determined by yards, uh, the Bengals are 14th in the NFL, averaging 354.1 yards per game. Uh, 
And the Steelers are 22nd in the NFL, averaging 328 yards a game. So I'm um, so advantage Bengals there. Then you look at points, and the Bengals are way ahead there. They average 26.8 points a game. They're ninth in the NFL, where the Steelers average 21.4 points a game, and they're 20th in the NFL. So, you know, they're better with yardage right now. They're better with points when you match up offense for offense. Um, then when you go rushing offense, Bengals, not, not that great. 103.3, 22nd in the NFL, but it's still better than the Steelers, 90.7 per game and, and 27th in the NFL. So I make sure I, I pronounce this right. 22nd in the NFL for the Bengals and 27th in the NFL for the Steelers. And when it comes to passing yards, they're actually very close. Um, the the Bengals are 250.8. They're 12th in the NFL, while the Steelers are, are 237.3, which is 14th in the NFL. Not a big amount of separation there. But, um, the, the I mean, that's the only one that the Steelers have that's not in the 20s. Uh, if you want to look at, like, sacks and turnovers and stuff. Um, the Steelers have surrendered less sacks. See, the, the Bengals have also played 10 games, just like the Steelers. So their numbers are, you know, they're, you can compare them and not have to adjust. But yeah, but the, the Steelers are are 15th in the NFL by by giving up, only giving up 21 sacks. But the Bengals are, I, I'm trying to read my writing, I'm pretty sure it's 25th in the NFL. They've given up 28 sacks. So uh and what's crazy is throw, throwing a game in there where they played the Steelers and the Steelers didn't get a sack. This team ended the streak. But also remember last time they played, there was no TJ Watt and no Alex Highsmith. I would love to see both those guys on the field going at them and getting after Joe Burrow. Now, when it comes to turnovers, the Steelers have only turned the ball over 11 times in 10 games. That's 10th in the NFL. Well, the Bengals have turned it over 14 times, and that's tied for 18th. So the Steelers were tied for 10th, Bengals tied for 18th. I mean, it, it, those are the numbers that are better in the Steelers' favor. But when you talk about the other ranks, um, it looks like there's a little bit more of a prolific offense by the by the Bengals on paper. On paper, uh, I'd like to see the Steelers' offense keep rolling with, uh, you know, after putting up 37 points against Los Angeles. Now, let's look at the defense. Man, did the Steelers' numbers take a hit from this past week? They did. They took a big hit. In, in, in a lot of places. So like, I mean, if you just look two weeks ago, how much these rankings have dropped for the Steelers, it is, it, it's pretty sad actually. I mean, especially like the run. I mean, I mean, the points didn't drop a lot before this week, but the one that, that dropped from the last two weeks was, was their run defense. Um, but yeah, after this week, everything seemed to drop. The Bengals, yardage-wise, they're 16th in the NFL, right in the middle of the road. Um, they give up 352.9 yards a game. Where the Steelers, they're they're now towards the bottom. They've given up 367.3 yards a game. They're 23rd in the NFL. You know, giving up 533 yards in a game will do that. Uh, when it comes to giving up points, they're actually pretty close. It's funny they're only they're only separated by 10 points, but they're separated by five places. So like the, the Bengals are giving up um, 21.6 points a game because it's 216 points. And the Steelers are giving up 22.6 points a game. Um, but the Bengals are ranked ninth and the Steelers are ranked 14th. So um, that's the difference there. Um, this is where the Steelers fans might not want to hear this. The Bengals are actually fifth in the NFL at stopping the run. They only give up 98 yards a game. So last week when the Steelers struggled to run the ball, against the last placed 
defense in the NFL against you know rushing defense. Now they got to go up against a stronger one. And what wouldn't it be typical Steelers the way they do it? They can't run the ball against who's supposed to be the worst, but they can run it against teams that are supposed to be really good against the run. That's that's kind of what they do. It's kind of what they are. And so I'd love to see it. I really would. Because um, I, I don't know if I said it or not. The Steelers are 26th, 26th in the NFL against the run, giving up 126.6 yards a game. Not good. And it's the last two weeks that shot that down like crazy. Um, but it just really hasn't been the same since um, with the guys missing on the defensive line with Tyson Alualu, Stefan Tewitt hasn't been able to come back. Um, just a lot going on there. Uh, now, when it comes to pass defense, this is where the Steelers are much better. The Steelers are 15th in the NFL. They give up 240.7 yards a game, where the Bengals, they're 25th in the NFL. They give up 254.9 point, or yards per game. So there's a big separation there. Um, so it looks like the, you know, the Steelers aren't good against the run, about as equally as the Bengals aren't good against the pass. Um, the Steelers just aren't as, str- as strong against the pass as the Bengals are against the run. So we'll see. Um, the Steelers, have, man, they're tied for 26th when it comes to takeaways. They only have nine on the season. Um, and the Bengals don't have a ton more. They only have 11. So they're tied for 19th. And the Steelers are tied, or not tied. The Steelers are fourth in the NFL in sacks with 28, and um, which, man, 28, 10 games into the season. Um, I don't, I don't think they're going to get to 50 this year and the Bengals are they're They're 25. They're ninth in the NFL. So that's the matchup, um, going into this game. I, I mean, it, it seems like on, on most of the categories on paper that the Bengals would have the advantage. And that's probably why they're four and a half point favorites at home. Um, but bottom line is the Steelers got to come out and, and play. I, it's all about them showing up to play. The defense has to make the stops. The defense has to get fired up, tackle well, make the stops, get off the field on, on third down. Um, not let the quarterback run for first downs. Seems like every time they, it was, they had a third down. Um, and, and the offense just has to keep moving the ball and putting points on the board like they did last week. And if that's the case, then uh, I think Steelers fans um, will, will be happy and satisfied after a victory. Um, but we'll see because, you know, football games aren't played on paper. They're played in t- inside TV sets. So um, with that, we're going to call it a, a Thanksgiving Stat Geek. I want to thank you so much uh, for tuning in. Hey, if you have not caught them, I know by the time you're listening to this, most likely Thanksgiving is over. But we did our BTSC gift gives thanks series. We did that for the first time this year, you know, kind of similar to where we did our our Christmas memories last year. So we have them from a lot of our different podcasters. I know I did one. My brother did one. Jeff did one. Um, A bunch, a bunch of people. I'm not even sure who's out there. They're still going to continue to run. We still have others to air that still might not be out yet, even though it's past Thanksgiving that we're just moving them through the weekend. Make sure you check those out. They're, they're pretty short podcasts, you know, anywhere from, you know, 10 to 15 minutes. So, um, make sure you do that. Check out all of the shows on our podcast network. Um, I'm hoping that my nerds of steel and enjoy the numbers. I mean, if you're part of, if you're one of the nerds of steel, you're here because you enjoy numbers. You might, you might be like, I, I put up with your podcast, but just give me Jeff tomorrow. I, and I understand that. So, uh, but I just want to thank you all so much for, uh, for checking it out here on the holiday. I want to say whether you listen to this later or not, happy Thanksgiving. And like, I always have to say, 
Thanks for geeking out with me. We'll see you next time.